Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So thanks for being with us today. We've got a really interesting show today. I've got Dr. Yog Pharma. He's the co-founder and CEO of Phyla, the world's most advanced probiotic acne system. He has 10 plus years of microbiome research experience, including an extensive background in bioorganic chemistry, microbiology, and synthetic biology. Originally from India, Dr. Varma immigrated to the States as a young adult and received his scientific training at several distinguished academic institutions, including Johns Hopkins University, where he got his PhD, and the University of California, San Francisco. His scientific work has been published in many prestigious journals, including Nature. Dr. Varma's mission is to change the way we treat chronic bacterial diseases, better known as acne, and is working tirelessly to achieve this goal with a microbiome-based technology platform. He is passionate about promoting scientific literature and devotes a significant amount of time demystifying microbiome research and making the latest research accessible to the general public. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Lee. Great to be on, uh, and thank you for having me. You know, it's so interesting to me because when I hear the word probiotic, I don't think of the skin. I think of the gut, and I think that's probably what most of our listeners do at two. Now, I do think of the gut as being our second brain, but I just haven't connected it to the skin. Tell us a little bit of how what the, the microbiome will tell you about skin and acne. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of us don't appreciate that we have a rainforest worth of diversity in our body. Um, and this rainforest is invisible because its trees are made up of bacteria, viruses, and fungi. Um, and this microbial community uh, co- collectively is called the microbiome. Now, we have a microbiome in our gut, in our mouth, in our skin, in our, in our genital area. And in each site, the microbiome is responsible for keeping us healthy and preventing us from being sick. So it's this really important protective layer um, that uh, interacts deeply with our body um, and on a daily basis is responsible for us not falling sick. Now, <clears throat> just like we have a gut microbiome, we have a skin microbiome. Um, the gut obviously has a lot more microbes in it, but um, in our skin microbiome, the bacteria outnumber the skin cells by about three to one. So just that, that just gives you an idea of how numerous they are, even though they're invisible. And when we're healthy, you know, all of our microbiomes look different from each other, but the common thing that they share is that they're in balance. Our microbiome is in balance when we're healthy. When we get a chronic bacterial disease, a good example in the skin is uh, acne, eczema is another one. Um, we get a problem happening because one bacterium overgrows, causes an imbalance, and this imbalance is detected by our body and the body responds with inflammation, what we know better as pimples and zits. So the question is, to get better, how do you get back to a state of balance, right? And um, fundamentally, uh, that is kind of what our research is based on, what our products are based on, um, and a, a technology that 
very smartly and very uh, sort of cleanly does this uh, is really the best approach for these uh, problems. So you mentioned the, uh, eczema. Does, does psoriasis relate to this as well? So um, eczema has been well studied and the uh, organism that causes it, Staphylococcus aureus or Staph aureus, um, has been sort of known for decades. There's a lot of work. With psoriasis, it's much more complicated because not only is there something happening on the skin, but um, there's some evidence that there, this is linked to what's also happening in the gut. Um, and we haven't uncovered all of these links yet. It is still an area of active research, but we know there's a microbiome component and we know that it's not just the skin microbiome, but the gut microbiome that's involved. Um, so, you know, what I'll say is the research is out on, the, on psoriasis um, and it's, it's a little more, it's a lot more complicated than say acne or eczema, but there, there's certainly an involvement of the microbiome here as well. Well, and you know, everything I think about, I kind of relate it to the brain and, and I certainly uh, acknowledge the gut and the brain connection. So with that, does some, the microbiome in the gut re impact what's going on in the brain? Oh, absolutely. In fact, um, there was a recent article that showed how um, the gut bacteria can, can influence even things like moods as well as motivation for athletic performance. <laughs> so um, we're uncovering more and more about the link between our gut and our brain all the time. We know there's a, there's a superhighway, the vagus nerve, that connects the gut and the brain. And um, through many, many studies, uh, some quite old, we've shown that this information superhighway between the gut and the brain is really critical for a number of you know, processes. Well, this is this is a really interesting subject. How did you decide to study this? Um, so um, I, I've done a lot during my academic career. I start off as a chemist and then I realized that I'm more interested in the biology of chemistry than than just the pure chemistry. And so I've been moving towards biology ever since. And uh, when I finished my PhD, I was very lucky to um, apply to and, and then be uh, admitted in the lab of Michael Fishback, who was uh, studying this very young field at the time called microbiome research. Um, and I kind of fell in love with the microbiome because um, it's very new. Um, it's actually startling that it, it, this stuff has been literally under our nose the whole time, right? Um, and up until very recently, we thought all bacteria were bad. We've got to get rid of all of them. Um, but in our quest to do this, we've seen the incidence of allergies and asthma rise. A lot of autoimmune diseases spike. You know, a number of these things where our immune system has gone haywire or is not calibrated correctly at the right time in our development. And as a result, um, studying the microbiome, you're coming up with these amazing findings. Now, as I did research, continue to research and continue to be dazzled by the, the really amazing insights we were getting from this research, I was also getting a little frustrated because I'd read these amazing insights coming out in, in the top journals, um, really capturing the imagination of people, but from a, a kind of a development point of view, uh, you know, there would be some, you know, a couple of studies here and there, and then they would disappear because, you know, scientists would move on to study another topic. 
And for me, it was really important, um, especially as much as the microbiome has captured the imagination of the public and the um, very tangible benefit that it can have on um, our health and in our lives, it was really important for me to translate this research, you know, not have it just be as a curiosity or a one-off in, in some journal, but for us to connect all of the dots, take the science from the lab into, into the clinic, into people's hands. Um, and, and that's one of the main reasons that I started this company uh, to, to really translate the research and build it into products that people can use. Well, and I think that's important because people, we all want instant, something instant that will help us. Instance, you know, we want that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't always stop and slow down and think of the science that's behind everything. When you first started your talking, you said, you know, we have microbiomes all over the body. It's not just the skin on the face, which when I think of acne and pimples and zits, that's what I think about. So how do you get people to think beyond that? What kind of knowledge do you share with them to kind of get their, open up their, their brain and get them processing? Well, it turns out that people have been sort of at the other end of this waiting for us all the whole time. Um, and by that, I mean that um, people in skincare specifically uh, consumers are the most educated they've ever been. They know what ingredients they want, what they don't want, um, sometimes even where exactly they want the ingredients sourced from and how. And when it comes to acne, um, there's still a lot of mysticism or there's still a lot of misinformation out there. You know, a lot of people saying, hey, you know, I've heard that I can't eat pizza because the pizza will aggravate the acne. I'm like, yeah, there's a kernel of truth there, but I mean, don't don't deny yourself pizza for the you know, rest of your whatever young adult life. Um, and going through that, you know, especially with the new insights that we're getting with microbiome research, we considered our duty and really a privilege to educate people and to be able to just do a little myth busting, demystify it, simplify it so that they're not going in, you know, a hundred different directions because every day they hear something different. Um, and people with acne are incredibly motivated. Um, this is reflected in the fact that they're willing to use incredibly harsh products and put up with horrible side effects from their treatments in order to get clear skin. So for us, you know, we thought we'd have to do a lot of, you know, education from scratch. What is the microbiome? What is probiotics? What, what are phages, the, the technology that we use? Um, but we found that people were mostly there and, and the few bits of knowledge that they didn't have they were very eager to uh, consume it and to understand it. And so then it became our uh, sort of responsibility to give them the best information, highest quality information in the most under understandable way, uh, and then help them make the best decision for themselves. So what do you, who do you, what's your audience that you target? Are you targeting the, academia world? Or are you targeting just your everyday plain consumer? We're targeting our, our everyday consumer, um, people who have acne, who, who want to buy a product or are looking for a product like ours, because um, although acne affects almost everyone, um, it's nearly universal condition. More than 85% of us get it at some point in our life. And it's the number one skin problem in the world. It's the one that dermatologists see the most. And um, although 
people have been suffering for, from acne for a long time and continue to do so, there's been a complete lack of innovation. So there hasn't been a new acne drug in the last 40 years. Um, and currently, it, it was really surprising to us that even drug companies had stopped doing acne research because they just thought, oh, what, whatever's good is good enough. But it's not. And uh, especially with parents, we see a lot of um, really interesting um, sort of responses because they're looking for something for their kid that will be effective and not hurt their skin. But they're surprised and disappointed when they realize that the same stuff that they used when they were young is the same stuff being offered to their kids. And they know what it's like to be on these acne drugs. It's, it's horrible. You have chronic dryness, your skin hurts peeling, irritation, redness, inflammation. It's no no picnic. And they can't believe that they're forced to you know, provide the same solutions to their kids, which they don't want, their kids don't want it, but they have no choice. And they've had no choice up until now. Um, and, and we're hoping that we can give them a better way to treat their skin uh, and balance their microbiome so that they get clear skin for life instead of just for a short term. Well, you, you know, you mentioned the physical pain associated with acne, but there is an emotional trauma that comes with it, too. I can't tell you how many teenagers that I've talked to and and their skin, the condition of their skin has contributed to depression and anxiety. So it, it really is more impactful than some of us that have never experienced it. We may not realize the impact that it has on kids. You're absolutely right. Um, so there was a study done a few years ago in Britain, and it showed that people with acne are 63%, that's almost two-thirds, much more likely to suffer from mental health issues than people without acne. Now, given that acne is primarily a teenager's disease, or it starts in the teenagers, you can imagine the the in, in, immense impact that this is having on the mental health of teenagers at a time when they're emotionally, socially vulnerable, still trying to figure out who they are. And then this thing comes and kind of wrecks their face um, and, and they can't hide their face from the world. Um, they're self-conscious when they're, you know, trying to figure out who they are and who their friends are. And, and you know, it's really important. Um, and so it, it, acne just affects you at a point in your life when you're, you're pretty vulnerable. Um, it can have a lasting impact. Um, and sometimes it, it leads to arrested development. You know, when people are like, man, I, I've had people say, you know, if it wasn't for my acne, I, I might be a completely different person. Because before I got acne, I had all these dreams, I had all these, this stuff. And then it just felt like I was stuck. Well, when you look in the mirror and you see you see something that disturbs you and that, number one, you don't like the way it looks. It makes you feel weak. It certainly is going to impact your self-esteem, your confidence, and that is going to have an impact on the type of goals that you set for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's the biggest challenge for, you know, you and you're the CEO of the company and what what have you found the biggest challenge? Is it getting out to the right people, getting the right information? Because honestly, when I was reading, introducing you and I was reading about you, I was like, oh, bioorganic bio chemistry, microbiology, synthetic biology. Honestly, I'm not sure I know what those three things are. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, you know, 
early on in our journey, the biggest um, challenges for us were getting the science right. Um, so early on, our um, our research was supported by the NIH um, and UCSF. So we got an NIH grant to uh, further this research. Uh, and that was pivotal in us doing some of the very basic foundational research for this technology. Then we had to take this live organism and then stabilize it in a, in a cream or a serum formulation, which wasn't uh, straightforward at all. And so we spent two years doing that uh, and it ta taught us a whole bunch. And then, so that was sort of the first phase and the first set of challenges. And then we launched our product uh, we, we ran a clinical trial, you know, as we were launching the product. And it was really important to us because as a science-based company, as a scientist myself, it was really important for us to get hard data, not just data from, you know, customers telling us, oh, I like it or I don't, but uh, systematic hard data that we can, you know, uh, run statistical analyses on and so on. And the results were pretty astounding. You know, the results are up on our clinical page on our website. And then we launched... Um, and our launch, um, you know, we knew we were a, a very small fish in a very big sea. There are many, many brands that are much bigger than us that have been around for years and, and really have high association when people think of acne and think of these brands. Um, and so for us, it was not just launching our brand, but saying things that no one else was saying, right? Because when you think about it, uh, people with acne, um, they try, you know, antibiotics, benzoyl peroxide, whatever um, a couple of choices they have. And mo unfortunately, most of them have a very common response, which is the stuff starts to work, works for a couple of months, and then it stops working, right? So now you're disappointed. You've spent all this emotional energy and time and money, and, and now you're back to square one. What do you do next? You go out and buy the same thing in a different bottle. Right. You, you go to another brand that's selling the same thing in a different bottle. Um, we are not that and we're very different. So for us, it was really uh, important to educate, to do myth busting, to tell people exactly what is going on on their skin, why they have acne, how they can help it. And, and it's really a part of our customer journey as well, where we support people buying the product, but then also being able to consult with an esthetician, a dietitian that we have on staff. Um, and, and having a holistic kind of approach to acne. So we're still, you know, putting out our message. Those are still, you know, challenges that we try to overcome daily. Um, but for us, it's really a calling to educate as best we can to give people the right information at the right time and then help them make the best decision for themselves. Well, basically, what causes acne? Right. So there's a, a bacterium called C. acnes or QT bacterium acnes that lives on our skin as adults. Um, this bacterium doesn't really live on our skin when we are kids. And this is why kids just don't get acne. However, um, as kids are going through puberty, uh, due to their hormones, a number of changes to, the, to their skin occur. Um, primarily, this is a, a kind of a remodeling of their skin where their pores get deeper, these oil glands called sebaceous glands activate on their face and start pumping out a bunch of oil called sebum. <clears throat> now, the sebum is, is the main food for this bacteria, C. acnes, and that's when the C. acnes dro drops on your skin and starts colonizing it. And because your skin is seeing the C. acnes for the first time growing in large quantities, it usually responds with inflammation, 
and uh, you know that's when you get acne. Now, everyone, every adult listening to this podcast has acne, has uh, see acne on their skin. You and I have it, um, but we all don't have acne. And that's because although C. acne is a, a, a vital member of our skin, it's not a, you know, unequivocally a bad guy. It's supposed to be on our skin. It's when it overgrows, when it grows beyond what it's supposed to, um, is that's when it has uh, causes a problem. And so in order to solve acne for the long term, you have to keep the population of C. acne in check. Um, on, and, and this is reflected in all of the products we use, whether it's antibiotics, benzoyl peroxide, retinoids, they are all antibacterial in nature. But the problem with all of them is that they're indiscriminate, right? They're killing the bad bacteria, but they're also killing the good bacteria. And not only are they delivering a lot of harsh side effects like redness, dryness, irritation, but in thinning out this protective layer, the skin microbiome, by killing the good bacteria, they're turning our rainforest into a desert. And our microbiome is no longer able to protect us against future overgrowths <clears throat> of C. acnes. So the moment you stop using these harsh products, the C. acnes comes roaring back, finds that there's nothing to keep it in check, and, and that's when you get the relapse. So the obvious solution is, can we get rid of just the bad bacteria and not hurt the good bacteria? Yes, that's the most elegant solution. And that's exactly what our product, what our technology does, because we've come up with a way to kill only the bad bacteria, the C. acnes, and control it without hurting the good bacteria, allowing you to build a stronger, more resilient microbiome and really recalibrating your microbiome for health. So do you do this through a product or do you do this? You, you've used the word technology a few times. I'm not sure what how that applies. Right. So we use a technology called bacteriophages. Bacteriophages are tiny, harmless viruses that naturally occur all over um, the world. They're in seawater, they're in soil, and billions of phages pass through our body every day. Um, they don't interact much with human cells, but they're nature's best defense against bacteria. They're incredibly good killers of bacteria, and they're also very, very specific. So we take this ability of them to be very specific and very good killers of bacteria, and we train them um, to kill the C. acnes, right? Now, what's really interesting is there was a study done in 2016 that looked at the microbiomes of people with healthy skin and people with acne and tried to look at what what is a systematic difference? Can we find something that's on healthy skin or on acne skin that's not on the other? Um, which would give us a clue on, on why some people are healthy and why people, some people have acne. The only difference and the biggest difference they found between these was the presence or absence of phages that kill this bacteria, C. acnes, all right? They're specific for killing this bacteria and nothing else on, in our microbiome. Now, the kicker is these phages are found on healthy skin, but not on acne skin, very rarely on acne skin. So chances are, you know, we all have those annoying friends who just have perfect skin. They wake up, they don't shower, they eat what they want, and they never get a zit in their life, right? <laughs> um, chances are they are carrying this phage naturally, and this phage is controlling the uh, overgrowth of acne bacteria naturally. So we thought that let's democratize this organism. Let's put it in a bottle so that uh, maybe you're not born with it, 
but you can have the benefit of this amazing organism on your skin. Um, and hopefully over time, it will engraft and, and naturally live in your microbiome, um, na you know, naturally recalibrating it and keeping the acne bacteria in check. How much does your nutrition influence your skin? I mean, I remember growing up, my mom used to say, you are what you eat. And is that true? Well, that's that's certainly true, but but you have to understand its place, you know. Um, now we all know acne is an, a complex disease. It's affected by a number of factors like diet, hormones, genetics, um, and even stress. But all of these are secondary factors because they're all affecting the overgrowth of uh, acne bacteria through the production of sebum. Now, sebum, as I said, is a natural oil that's produced by these glands in our skin, on our face. And the sebum is, is good for our skin. It's, it's produced by our body naturally, and it's, it has a very specific purpose. Uh, it keeps our skin cells healthy. Uh, it provides a moisture barrier. Um, it, it hydrates your skin layers, and it prevents fine lines and wrinkles. Now, it's also food for the bacteria. So if you're... If, if you, if your body responds to certain foods by creating more sebum, that's more food for the bacteria, right? So different people have different triggers. For some people, it's spicy foods. For some people, it's oily foods. For others, it's chocolate. But whatever your trigger food is, if you eat some of it or eat a lot of it, your body then changes the sebum that's produced on your skin. The bacteria see it and they love it. And that's the overgrowth and that's the inflammation. And then you have acne. So... Again, the problem isn't the, the sebum, the problem is the bacteria. And so although a lot of solutions try to dry out your skin, um, there's a price to be paid for that because in 10 to 15 years, um, you'll look around and you'll say, wow, my skin looks a lot worse than people my, other people my age. Uh, and that's because you've, you've stripped your skin of the sebum, this really important nutrient. Um, <laughs> We've got a couple of minutes before we go to break, and, and I just want to touch on the role that the sun plays in your skin, because that's something that I certainly haven't paid close enough attention to. I didn't even wear sunscreen until after I had my, my kids. So what does the sun do to, to the balance of your skin? Um, so obviously, protection from the sun is really important. Um, and we always advocate people use sunscreen. I, I think it's, it's just really important. Um, it, the sun obviously can damage your skin. The role of exposure to sun in the microbiome has not been studied, although there's some really cool evidence that uh, there may be natural bacteria on our skin that produce um, um, natural sort of sunscreen molecules. Um, but just like the sun damages your skin little by little, there are many uh, products, um, there are many ways in which acne products uh, slowly harm your skin. Um, and it's really important to not overuse these harsh products. Well, you know, that's a great, that that's really informative. And that's something that we can all think about. It's that we do have more control over our skin. We're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we'll come back and learn a lot more about what keeps our skin healthy.
Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So before break, we were talking about the different things that impact your skin. And sun was something that was a big interest to me because I've certainly done damage to my skin with the sun. And the older we get, the more concerned we get about skin maintenance. Dr. Varma, are there other things that we need to pay attention to to maintain the healthiest skin we can? Yeah, you know, we we just talked about how sun um, sunscreen is is really important as a part of your um, daily regimen, um, and every day that we go out, we normally hopefully put on some sunscreen um, because not because we are afraid we'll get sunburn, right? Always, but we know that daily exposure to the sun, little by little, can do damage that accumulates over the years and then your skin looks all the worse for it if you don't protect your skin with sunscreen. Um, A similar kind of analogy can be made for your skin with acne because, um, you know, (laughs) one way in which I like to talk about it is let's say you go out into your garden one day and you find a weed, right? What are you going to do about it? Um, you're not going to pour gasoline all over your lawn and set the whole garden on fire just to get rid of the weed, right? That would be ridiculous, especially with the price of gas nowadays. Uh, so what do you do? You look down at the uh, piece of, you know, uh, at the weed, you scoop it up, you replace it with dirt or a patch of grass or a plant, and, and you're done. Well, we're setting fire to our microbiome every single day to get rid of this one weed, this overgrowth of one bacteria. And we're setting fire to it every single day that we use these harsh products. Um, So the better way, just like you scoop up that weed in your lawn, is is to just kill the the bacteria that's causing the problem and not anything else. Um, And until recently, that technology, that ability was not available. But Every day that you use these harsh products, it does little by little damage to your skin. And and this damage is not apparent, but it accumulates. And just like exposure to the sun, it's going to show up 10, 15 years down the line at a time when you can't do anything about it because the damage is done. Um, So this is part of kind of our education with people to people as well, that it's really important to consider what you put on your skin. And and so another way to kind of think about this is 
you know, there was a study done a few years ago that said that the average woman applies 500 skincare ingredients on her face every day. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that maybe not every single one of those 500 skincare ingredients is essential, but it just gives you an idea of how the modern skin is being sort of impacted or burdened maybe by um, the, a large number of ingredients, um, not all of which um, it needs. And so it's really interesting how much, how many products we use and, and what the skin is seeing every day. A lot of products, um, a lot of these ingredients stay on your skin for hours and hours and every day. So our ethos at Phyla is to be minimalist, to give your skin only what it needs and, and really uh, take away from our products what it doesn't. And, and part of our service to our customers is to uh, go through their ingredients list, um, go through their product and help them understand what uh, impact these ingredients are having on their microbiome and by extension, their skin health. Well, you know, one thing I've always wondered about is, and and I do it, I mix brands and I have one product that's brand A and I love it. And then I have another product that's brand B. And so I do mix products. What is that? What impact does that have on your skin? You know, mixing products is, is not a bad thing. And, you know, I, I don't advocate um, loyalty, loyalty to our brand or another just for its own sake. Um but, you know, it's important to understand what effect different ingredients have. And I'll just give you an example. Um, when we were formulating our product and we spent two years doing this, we paid very close attention to the effect that these ingredients have on the microbiome. Um, and to our surprise, we realized that there are a number of ingredients that have uh, that actually cause big swings in the microbiome. They actually affect our microbiome quite a bit. Um, and I'm sure, you know, we're not the only ones who are aware of this. I'm sure there are many other skincare companies that, that have this knowledge. Um, and so armed with this knowledge, we then had to be very careful formulating our, our products and, and looking at our ingredients and saying, oh, you know, we're only going to select things that don't cause massive changes in the microbiome um, because we're very careful not to, to upset it or upset the balance. Um, and so that's just sort of an example of, um, you know, I wouldn't advocate being, um, you know, sticking to only one product or another. Everyone's skin is different. Everyone's on a journey to find things that are compatible with their skin, but consider um, maybe cutting out a few products, seeing if that affects your skin in a negative way. And if it doesn't, then, you know, continue doing that. Um, be minimalist um, and really focus on skin health rather than kind of burdening it with too many products. Well, you know, I know you spent many years studying the acne component, but you know what the fastest growing population is today? It's 100 years and above. So do you have any interest in the older generation, what happens to skin as it ages? Or is that a little bit, that's a couple decades out? Where are you on that subject? You know, while that's not a focus of our of our company specifically, uh, there have been some really interesting um, insights into skin, uh, the role that skin plays in things like inflammation, for example. Um, and one study that comes to mind is a few years ago, <clears throat> there was this 
a very intriguing study, and I didn't really see too many follow-ups on it, but essentially there is an observation that as you age, um, if you look at your skin and the immune system around your skin, the immune system around your skin appears to be in a state of chronic inflammation. And they thought that, you know, because as you age, there are a number of inflammatory conditions that affect you, whether it's arthritis or um, sort of uh, all sorts of just systemic inflammation that can, you know, result in a poor quality of life. So they then applied moisturizer to the skin. Uh, And I I think it had um, ceramides, but it was otherwise a pretty unremarkable moisturizer. And they looked at the effect that just applying regular use of moisturizer on the skin would have on the immune system. And they found a quite significant reduction in inflammation by just applying moisturizer on the skin. Now, what is moisturizer? It's just a bunch of oils emulsified with water uh, that you know hydrates and nourishes your skin. The same role is played by our sebum. Our sebum naturally is meant to do that. Um, and in acne or in other you know, problems, skin problems, when we're stripping our skin of these oils, when we're stripping our skin of this natural sebum, then we are doing you know, harm little by little, little cuts every single day that will end up producing massive inflammation in the future. And so as you age, I think it's more important to moisturize um, your skin microbiome diversity decreases. We haven't really found a great way to kind of improve that. Um, but I'm excited for, you know, the science to, to come out on that and for us maybe in the future to be positioned to take advantage of it. Well, there's so many different ways to come at everything. And so that makes sense to me because what I have found is when I'm most focused on a specific area, that's where I can go the deepest and and have the biggest impact, which was what we all want to do for sure. Where do you see what in the future, what approaches do you see your company recommending? So right now we're focused on acne, um, and although we've run a, a pretty extensive clinical trial on it, that is not the end of, uh, it, it, we see that just the beginning. Um, we're very focused right now on improving our product. You know, we have a policy of continuous improvement, and we are undertaking a number of projects, uh, some of which we'll be able to share with people on our website soon, um, and, and really give them a chance to participate in these. Uh, sort of science, citizen science project as we continue to build our base of knowledge of, of the skin microbiome and of acne together. Um, <clears throat> so that's a, a, an important focus for us. And, and of course, another focus is to make this product as accessible to people as possible. Um, beyond acne, you know, we're focusing on eczema. We have an advanced project in, in the lab that's doing um, some pretty cool stuff. We've actually been able to do case studies in people and, and have seen some pretty remarkable results. Um, and our company um, is focused on beyond that. You know, in oral and gut health, there are a number of chronic bacterial diseases um, that can be um, solved or impacted by this technology. So uh, we're continuing to do a lot of research, take it into really interesting avenues. We have a, a ton of ideas. 
Um, but the important part is to execute them. So, you know, we want to make sure that our Acme customers are are seen and heard and, and taken care of. Um, we're really interested in the in the uh, responsible dissemination of information, the myth busting, being as clear as possible with our, our clients and our customers. Um, and, uh, you know, I see that as our focus for the considerable future. Well, I think that we cannot underestimate the severity of acne. And I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I have seen with some of my clients are, that are teenagers and even young adults that still acne still has a pretty severe impact on them. So I think that putting all the effort we can into that will it'll do a lot for our mental health and in the world. I mean, it's mental health is not just a problem in the United States. It's global. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you spoke of acne as, as being not just a young person's disease. I think that's spot on. So just by the numbers, right? We think of acne as, as a disease that primarily hits us in the teenage years, but about half of women in their 20s and a third of women in their 30s have acne. And the number is similar, slightly lower for men. Um, and so what we've seen in our company is about 30% of our customers are 35 years and older. Um, and, and some of them are, you know, some of those are undoubtedly moms buying for their kids. But it just underlines for us how uh, big of a problem and how big of an opportunity acne is, where we can touch people's lives and, and change them for the better you know, and really solve a big problem that a lot of people have, not just teenagers, young adults, and, and you know, increasingly adults in kind of middle age as well. That surprises me. I, you know, I, I knew people in their 20s had acne, I didn't realize it carried through the 30s as well. Yeah. And uh, in fact, you know, many of our customers come to us having tried everything under the sun. They've tried this brand and that brand. They've gone to the doctor, the dermatologist, uh, blasted their skin with pretty much everything there is. Um, And then they try us and, and we solve their problem. And they're just really relieved to, to finally find a solution. And we're, we're really gratified as well because for us, it makes a big difference. It, it really um, makes a big difference in our mission to help people get clear skin and more importantly, keep them that way. So um, acne, you know, we don't know why acne has become such a problem in young adulthood and middle adulthood. We, it, it, there are many hypotheses. It can be stress, it can be pollution, it could be... Um, our diet, you know, because we we eat increasingly more processed food or, uh, I don't know, microplastics, it's everywhere. <laughs> Who knows? We, we don't know the answers to these. So um, we would love to get more insights so that we could fix it. But um, as it stands, it's, acne is a considerable problem. It, it's a considerable burden on people. Um, and we're lucky to be in the position that we can help them. So has acne gotten worse over the years? When you said pollution, that just that ding, 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 little bells were going off in my brain. Yeah, I mean, over the last few decades, certainly there has been an uptick in adult acne. Um, and, you know, like I said, we don't exactly know why. 
Um, there are a number of hypotheses. Obviously, as you can imagine, it's really difficult to nail something down or, or prove these hypotheses. But um, it certainly has something to do with the way kind of our lives have changed as we live an increasingly more urban technological uh, life. Well, and that, that makes sense. Our, our world continues to change with what's happened with the COVID pandemic. Everything is changing. So as we as our listeners kind of think about what we've talked about, what, what are the takeaways that you would like them to leave this show with? Um, yeah, I'll focus my takeaways on skin health. That's um, kind of that's what we're, we're working on. Um, I would say try to be minimalist with your skincare routine. Um, try to avoid all of those 500 ingredients. Um, and really sort of look into your products on your shelf and try and figure out what really works for your skin and what is stuff that you're just using that you could live without and your skin could live without. Um, don't dry out your skin. It's just really important. Uh, because sebum, as we've discussed, has a really important role to play on your on in your skin health. Um, and then, if you have you know things like acne, think about you know really educate yourself about what product the products that you're using to address that are doing to your skin. Because um, skin health starts at the beginning of the day, it ends with the end of the day, and everything in between is affecting your skin. Um, and so. If you've decided that you know you want to, your your skin is pretty resilient and you want to throw something really harsh at it to try and get rid of your acne quickly, it's great. Um, but then if you want to have a more natural, holistic, you know, science-backed approach, then um, um, we're we're happy to share information and help you make up that decision as well. So when you use the word harsh, what would define a harsh product? Um, you know, pretty much any acne product out there is, uh, you know, something that has benzoyl peroxide, retinoids, um, antibiotic, um, and some of these are obviously prescription only, but all of these solutions for acne are just really, really harsh. Um, and people will also see, you know, um, they'll say, oh yeah, like, my acne is going away, but it's really drying out my skin. It's really causing a lot of irritation or a lot of dryness. And I'm having to use extra moisturizer to compensate for that. Well, you know, damage is being done to your skin. Um, you're just trying to cope with it because you know that it's important for you to have clear skin and you feel like benzoyl peroxide or, or antibiotics or just harsh treatment is your only option. Um, so we're trying to tell people that it's not and that they should consider us as the first line of treatment, not the last, because at the very least, we won't do damage to your skin. Unlike all of these are harsh products that are guaranteed to do damage to your skin, um, whether or not they cure your acne is a secondary factor. Well, products has created the most confusion for me personally, because goodness, you know, you can go in and and there's all different products at all different price ranges. And I think we're all conditioned to believe the more expensive it is, the better the product is. But I noticed that that some companies 
make very inexpensive products and they also make very expensive products. And I correlate the expense to the ingredients. So would you say the more expensive the the skin product is, the more, more beneficial it is to your skin? Um, you know, not necessarily, um, especially in skincare. Now that, you know, I, I went from a scientist to being in the skincare industry and it was quite eye-opening. Um, there are a number of products that are extremely expensive that are no better than um, a lot of just really good products that you see in the drugstore. And um, I, I'm actually gratified that a lot of skincare consumers are really well informed and kind of see this um, and make really great decisions for themselves. Um, and so, you know, there are a number of uh, resources out there on the web. If you're interested in skincare and want to research more, obviously the, this podcast is far too short um, uh, to, to kind of do this, but um, whether it's Reddit or whether it's, you know, a number of message boards or communities on the web, uh, there's a lot of really knowledgeable skincare consumers who are willing to share their knowledge and, and uh, discuss things. Um, and it's really great. I think it's really healthy to be more informed and to be curious about this and seek this knowledge. Well, that's good to know because, you know, I think there's good and bad out on the web. And sometimes we'll find the, the bad and we'll we'll use that for decision-making processes. And I'm glad to know there's a lot of good message boards out there. What would what would our listeners Google to find those boards? Um, uh, Reddit is good. There's a, a skincare addiction is a, is a great community on Reddit to um, look into. Um, if you have acne, there's an acne um, subreddit. Uh, and... Um, there's even Accutane rub subreddits um, and stuff like that. So you can get pretty detailed um, for uh, what you're looking for. And then, you know, there's even communities on Instagram um, that have that, you know, that focus on acne positivity and stuff like that, um, that we really kind of support the messaging and the, the community building there because there are communities that, that say, hey, you have acne, but you're still a you, you know, acne doesn't define you. You're, you're still uh, a wonderful, vibrant, funny, charming, sweet person. And um, we want the world to see that part of you instead of pimples on your skin. And sometimes that can be hard to do because when we look in the mirror and we have our, our face is covered in pimples, it's hard to see beyond that. It really is. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of the struggle that, that a lot of us fight every day. So it's really important to find these supportive communities uh, and, you know, lean on them if you if you need the help. Um, but then also ultimately, hopefully come to the realization that your acne doesn't completely define you. You're still who you are authentically underneath that. Well, we have about three minutes left, and I would love if you could just explain to our listeners how they can find you um, on the web, and do you, does your website have blogs? What kind of information can you share with our listeners? Absolutely. So uh, we are Phyla, P-H-Y-L-A, and you can find us online at phylabiotics.com. Uh, there you'll find our science, um, our details of our clinical study, uh, and a whole lot more. Um, and more importantly, you'll find our products 
um, we only have three products. It's a, a, a kit uh, called, that we call the Phyla Kit. Um, it's a cleanser, a serum, and a moisturizer. Uh, the cleanser is a non-foaming gel cleanser. It's great, uh, very, very gentle. It doesn't strip your skin of oils. It gently exfoliates your skin and opens up your pores to receive the serum. The serum has our secret sauce, the live active pages that control the acne bacteria specifically without hurting anything else and balance your microbiome. So you apply that. And finally, a lot of people with acne have dry skin. Um, and we provide a moisturizer that is uh, microbiome friendly, that doesn't kill the phages, and just provides a lot of moisture and hydration without being too heavy. So all of these products are at phylobiotics.com. And um, you can follow us on social. Uh, we're on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and Twitter at Phylobiotic. Um, and you can follow us to learn more about acne, learn more about our products, um, and just sort of uh, keep track of uh, where we're going as a brand. Dr. Varma, thank you for being with us today. You've shared so much good information, and I, I appreciate it. And and I think earlier you had mentioned that you might have a code that our listeners could use to just get a discount on your product. That's right. Um, we'd love to offer a 20% discount to the listeners of this podcast, Um so for all the In Your Head listeners, uh, we're offering a discount code IYH20. Um, the details will be in the liner notes, but we'd love for you to avail of this discount, uh, discover Phyla, and see how you can get clear skin for life. Wow, what a deal. Thank you so much. I am so happy that we're going to be able to share more than your, just your knowledge with the listeners, but your product as well. Well, thank you for sharing all that information because, as I said earlier, my biggest problem with skincare is my confusion over products. What product to buy and what's a good product, what's a bad product. And I love the fact that you narrow it down to three products. That makes it and, – and that makes so much sense. It really does. I think the point that you made on skin health being – you know, it starts in the morning and it ends in the evening is something that we all need to remember that I know at the end of the day there are times I just don't want to get up and cleanse and tone and, and do what I, ne I need to for my skin. But you've certainly motivated and inspired me to do that, and I, and I appreciate that because I think skin care is – it's just as important. Skin is the largest organ that you have, right? Right. It's the heaviest yeah. organ as well as the largest by, by area. So we're going to leave our listeners with that thought to just remind them how important taking care of their skin is. Dr. Varma, thanks so much for being with me today. And again, that's Phyla, P-H-Y-L-A, Skin Care. Thank you for being with us. Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on 